Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. That offense is scary. Um, the return game, the returners are scary. Um, you know, they have three back now, so he's obviously going to be in the mix. So they have dynamic players in those areas. And on defense, you know, Coach Walters, I mean, they're going to get off the bus and they're going to play man and they're going to pressure us and they're going to blitz us and. You know, um, we're gonna have to we have to make some plays and pick those things up with a new you know a new group on the offensive line. So um, it's an even matchup. This is a great game. This should be a great game. It should be a great game right down the wire. Um, and we'll, we'll just try to play our best to get to the fourth quarter. Try to make one more play than the opponent and hope that we win the game. Welcome back. Hour number two here on Herd at Sports Radio. I'm Robbie Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. We are brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters. They are on a mission to support one-to-one mentoring relationships that ignite the power and promise of youth. Go to MentorOmaha.org to sign up to become a big or you can also donate money, donate tickets to events so that already existing matches have some activities to participate in. Um, You can also invite Big Brothers Big Sisters to your business. You can sponsor events. You can do all sorts of things uh, by going to MentorOmaha.org. We talked to our guy Eric Bird earlier in the week, and uh, he gave us some really good information about just the impact that mentoring has had on not just him, but on his little as well. And uh, we really appreciate Big Brothers Big Sisters for supporting us uh shane do we've got do we have mri okay uh joining us now is our guy former husker current high school coach michael rose ivy michael how you doing this morning good morning man my apologies man i'm wrangling up for no you're all good mri um doing well. you're you're all good uh as we uh let's focus back on the northwestern game uh before we look ahead to purdue uh, when Coach Rule says things like, hey, earlier in this season, we wouldn't have won this game, what does that mean to you when you hear that? I think because it wasn't pretty, you know, and as far as the fish, I think that maybe how, you know, a lot of Nebraska fans, I saw the video of uh, one, one guy was 
say, you know, this is because, you know, it's a 30-point game, and, you know, they go out and, and they, they, they have a win that, that looks really, really impressive. It's what seeming to be a, you know, a, a down and, and kind of a real in Northwestern program, obviously, with the stuff they have to do with this offseason and just trying to get through this season. Um, but I think it's just more so the adversity. Um, obviously, the injuries that are piling up is, is, is almost – um, you know, not ridiculous, but something to question at this point, you know, uh, how many guys do you have to be able to say next man up? So I think for uh, Coach Rule, just seeing those guys, those young guys, uh, the receivers, O-line, and some other positions having to step up, you know, I think that's something that you know, I think he's proud of to see that, you know, that development, the, the structure that they're working with that currently is, it is helping get guys ready to play if they need to be. Michael, it wasn't the easiest to watch, but who cares when the outcome is a W against Northwestern? In a game full of hard-to-watch plays, what were you impressed with? What moments had you saying Nebraska did this well and that's why they won? I mean, obviously, the, the, the continuation of the, the run fits and stopping the run is, is whoever you go against, you know, being able to stop the run and being a physical up-front defense um, will always be impressive to me. You know, I think that even despite the situations, obviously, um, the, the interceptions and, um, you know, other things, uh, the, the field position battle that, that, that kind of was a struggle. Um, you know, I think as far as the defense and how they're stepping up and just continuing to show themselves, um, you know, showing themselves worthy of being black shirts, I think that's been the most impressive thing. You know, obviously, you know, the offense is, is still struggling, trying to find, you know, what is the identity. So, um, you know, definitely the defense. Hey, Michael, uh, as we before we move on to the Purdue uh, game, I did want to ask you, you know, obviously the the Michigan sign stealing thing has been in the news a ton as somebody who's kind of been in that position in terms of on the field. How much of a difference would it make if you knew either the signals that the offense was was calling in or if the offense knew the signals that you were calling in on defense? How, how much of a difference does that actually make? I don't – I think for a player, I don't necessarily think that's the information they would share with the players because that's too much of a process. You okay. Know I mean? um, I, I, maybe a guy who's like he's a football head, he's always in the football office. He's, hey, man, here's, a, you know, here's some tips and keys and whatever. Um, but I think more so for the coordinators, and you know, you obviously be able to see it with, uh, the guy being next to the coordinators and kind of saying stuff. I think for the coordinators, understanding, hey, if I got to check with my team and I know what they're checking to, I I should know going into the game what my next call is instead of it being more of a um, re not I want to say reactive, but in the moment type of thing where you're really analyzing the situation in front of you. This is more so a premeditated, hey, they're going to power on third down, then our call is we're going to blitz two off the edge and slant everybody down and smack the running back. You know, so I think you have a little bit easier game planning process. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I tweeted out last night that it's definitely going to be a ESPN 30 for 30 position. So this is, it's becoming increasingly more entertaining as we go, especially with <laughs> finding out that they knew it and they were doing dummy signals and you see how, you know, how that game went. So, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, so uh, we've actually spent a lot of the morning trying to cast the inevitable movie that is going to be made out of this thing. <laughs> so we're kind of right on the same page there with you, Michael. But so you're saying from more of a less than like an in the moment, the players are kind of adjusting to what signals they know and more of the coordinators and their game plan. So if, if this was a situation where you knew what the offense was checking to or things like that, would you be able to 
um, as a coach or a coordinator, would you be able to sh- like show that you were trying to do one thing, but that's actually, again, kind of a dummy call and you were actually in something else to get them to do what you wanted them to do? For sure. I, and that's not the end all be all. I mean, I think you'll look at some situation where, hey, like, when they're in maybe a certain formation and they do check with me, what, what are their tendencies to go to, you know, things like that. And you kind of use that information along with obviously knowing the signals you have to put put your players in the, in the best situation possible. Um, and it, it takes a little bit more stress off you. Like I said, it's, it, it's knowing, you know, their next chess move, right, um, before they re- before they even really know it, right. And like you said, you give them the guys, hey, we're going to, we're kind of bait them to get them into the look we want to get them into because we know what the next call is going to be. Um, it, just, it just takes the, you know, it makes the offense more predictable, obviously. And, and like I said, put your guys in the best position to be successful. All right, Michael, here's the question because I, I, this is what I'm going to end with with this Michigan scandal because this, <laughs> I feel like uh, I need some outside opinions on, on who should cast Jim Harbaugh in this movie. Should it be Rob Deerdeck, Rob Lowe, Paul Rudd, or John Hamm? Uh, I'll go Rob Deerdeck because I haven't heard Rob Deerdeck's name in a while. <laughs> All right. <laughs> think of, think about this too, man. You can look up Rob Deerdeck today back. and think, man, that guy looks a lot like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you can definitely make it happen. You know, put him in some uh, – some bands and, and, you know, give him a skateboard. And, and like I, said, I think he did a good job. I think he would enjoy it. All right, let's get back to, to actual football now <laughs> instead of the, the, the storyline that, that we want to go down in that rabbit hole. Uh, talking about this matchup, Purdue, Coach Rule called this an even matchup yesterday. Do you see it as even? I do. I mean, again, um, just looking at where programs are in the context of where winners, yeah. Um, you know, they're they're two and five and you know, the record, you know, obviously will show it. But I think Coach Rules is looking for every edge, man. I I think he's he's he feels I mean like everyone's between now. Everyone's looking at the end of the schedule, you know, you know, we we, we obviously there's uh you know, possibility, a high possibility to be in the bowl game, uh, with how the schedule's playing out and, and if we continue to play. So I, I think he's trying to find every edge, you know, obviously uh Coach Walters, you know, he has some some some, some personal blood in the Nebraska, you know, Colorado rivalry and um, as do uh, Coach Kevin Kane, who's here from Kansas City. He played at KU, also played against Nebraska. So, you know, I, I think for, for everyone, you know, especially with being new to their pro roles and new to their pro games, uh, everyone's just trying to find, you know, an edge and get their kids to be able to play at a high level and, and go get a win, you know, in the tough big two. Um, so I think both teams are going to play with, a, with with that edge and play with an aggression. And I think it's going to be a – it may be a little bit of a, a more of a, um, you know, a, I guess pushing each other and then a little bit, maybe a little more personal. I think with the coaches involved and, and not, not even between them, but just with the team and what they're trying to do uh, with their programs, I think it's going to definitely be one of those type of games where you'll see, see a little bit of edge. We're talking with Michael Rose Ivy, former Husker, uh, current high school coach. Uh, Michael, the weather around here is supposed to be a little dicey tomorrow. It's going to be cold, uh, might have some precipitation as well. Is that something when you look at Okay, you've got Graham Harrell as your offensive coordinator. You got Hudson Card, and and maybe an offense in Purdue that's trying to uh, get things going through the air a little bit more. How much do you think that might be an advantage for Nebraska to have the elements not be ideal for throwing the football around? Yeah, um, I think that's one of the things that's just always tough with those type of offenses when you have to play in those weather games. Um, I mean, being able to throw the ball is a big part of success in a lot in a lot of offenses. 
offenses nowadays. But um, you know, having a run game that is at least able to um, extend drives in short yard situations um, and possibly get some big plays, you know, I think that's something that that's not really uh, obviously Grant Hurl played under Leach, so that's not something he was coached under or probably coaches or his philosophy. But uh, you know, I think for them, the weather is going to be a, a big deal. Uh, but but these these are athletes that have played in, in many conditions, understanding that. You know, you know where they are in Indiana and the weather and type of things we're getting a big too. And I, I feel like that's not going to be as big of an issue, but um, I think it's going to be being able to see if they're going to want to run the football in the, in the weather and kind of playing at Nebraska a little bit, which, which may not be a good idea with how Nebraska's been playing in the run. So it may be a little bit more spread out of the for getting the ball out on the edge. So that'll be intriguing to see how Purdue kind of adjusts their, their scheme and their philosophy and, and, and in context of how Nebraska defense has been playing with the run. Michael, speaking of scheme, how much or how well do you think the Nebraska defense matches up with potentially what we think Purdue wants to do? Because I know Nebraska's been great against the run this year, but originally the 3-3-5 was kind of designed uh, to deal with some of these uh, spread offenses. How, how do you think they match up against Purdue? Sorry, I lost you a little bit. Say that one more time. Yeah, how do you think the, this defense matches up against the, what Purdue wants to do schematically? You know, I, I think the, the structure lends itself to being able to play against more open sets and spread sets. Um, I think the personnel, obviously Nebraska has up, up front, um, does assist them. And I think just the way they get to their runs, they do a lot of different things with their back-end guys and, and how they fit them. Um, but I think as far as... Uh, DBs, I think they can they can handle what you know what they do. I think there's gonna be a lot of coverage rotation in the cover three and cover two, um, you know, and getting into cover one. And I think the big key is again, I saw it last week in Northwestern, how much pressure they got on the quarterback. If Nebraska can um, get pressure on the quarterback and, and make Hudson Card um, have to uh, you know make make decisions with, with people at his feet and, and, and guys in the space. Um, but I, I think as far as the structure that, that the defense is. Um, you know, what was, was kind of created for. I think you can definitely handle the sets they're doing. Personnel-wise, I think, um, you know, like I said, there'll be a lot of switch-ups and coverages and, and matching up guys against, against the receivers. Michael, for Nebraska to be a great offensive team down the stretch of the season, you'd like to see who emerge at the skill position to give this team sustained success. You said who am I looking for? Yes. Who, who would you like to see emerge at a skill position, at any skill position, to give this team sustained success on offense? It's got to be at the quarterback spot. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, which guy is, is, is going to be. I don't know if it's him healthy. Is he, is he available? Yeah, he is. I, they believe he's a full go now. But maybe maybe instead, because that, that could be an easy answer, take Heinrich Harburg and Jeff Sims out of the equation. What about somebody different? Somebody different. I would say Grant. I, th- I mean, obviously he's had the, the issues with uh, the, the the you know the fumbles and things like that. Um, but I think giving stability at the running back position. I mean, obviously outside the quarterback spot are really help. Um, and and it, it's tough looking at that running back spot now, and obviously seeing the O line injury and expecting and wanting more um, explosiveness out of the running game. Uh, but he's a guy, you know, like Coach Rule said, he's a, he's, a, he's a guy that can play on Sundays. Right? He's, he's got some things to clean up in the ball security area. Um, but I, I think he's, he's definitely a guy that still has that ability. I think he's still he's him, um, a guy that can, could really burst out and, and have a, a good game uh, this week and give an opportunity. 
Michael Rose, Ivy, former Husker. Michael, we appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you again next week. No problem. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks, man. That's our guy, Michael Rose Ivy, previewing Purdue. We're going to switch gears here in just a minute and get to our guy, Marty Cordero from Union Omaha. They've got a huge matchup uh, this weekend. I think that's on, an understatement. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, well, so they. We're going with massive. Well, massive? <laughs> massive semifinal matchup against Charlotte on Saturday. They, uh, they won the league. They ended up top mm-hmm. of the table, as they say, and uh, now they got that home field advantage for the semifinal against Charlotte. And joining us now is our guy, Marty Cordero from Union Omaha. Marty, how are you this morning? Uh, good morning. Um, it's chilly getting us ready for <laughs> tomorrow, but, uh, you know, I keep telling everybody, if you want to go to the warmest place in the metro tomorrow, 4:30 is Warner Park, so we're we're excited to host uh, Charlotte here, and you know um, the team team hasn't lost since July 22nd, so it's been quite an historic run, and we're really proud of what they've accomplished to this date. But you know, uh, our second season, if you will, begins tomorrow at Warner Park. Yeah, you mentioned haven't lost in a very long time. 14 game unbeaten streak, 13 of those outright wins that shot you all the way to the top of the table for the regular season title in USL League One. I guess what did that mean to you and just being able to, you know, because uh, I believe two years ago you, you won the regular season as well. Last year you mentioned that run in the cup kind of took a little bit out of the wind out of your sails during the regular season. How much did it mean to you to get back to the top of the table this year? You know, it, 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 look, it means a lot. Uh, 21 was different. We were pretty much wire to wire. Uh, you know, we were we were predicted to win. We did regular season. We did postseason. This year, there were a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. You know, you, 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 you move away from uh, uh, the, the system that we had when Coach Mims made the decision to step away from the club. And, and everything he accomplished was, was amazing and appreciated. And then we hired Dominic Casciato. And, you know, we, we hired – someone that we 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 gave coach dom uh the 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 mission of scoring more goals Mm -hmm. Uh, and even even to the point where we said we would rather lose four to three than win one to nothing meaning we wanted a more exciting uh brand of soccer and the first third of the season was transition you had Mm -hmm. more than 50 percent of the players knew you had a new system new head coach obviously it's another new year uh, so there are a lot of factors, and by the time June rolled around, you could see this team really start to pick up the system, uh, start to gel, and then by July really is when the winning started happening. And, and yes, you mentioned the Open Cup run last year, which was historic and, and made us the darlings of American soccer, if you will, uh, but it did take a lot out of the club, and, and I do believe because we didn't have a deep run this year, it really allowed this club to focus on the task at hand, and that was finishing at the top of the table uh, this regular season. Marty, you talk about building an exciting brand of soccer. Uh, it's it's uh, the playoff. It, it builds that itself. Like it, it it has it's its own entity. But you're playing a Charlotte team that Union Omaha snagged a win against, has a loss against, and a draw. So now playing for the, the fourth time this season, and you'd have to expect this matchup to be a bruiser and go the furthest distance possible. Because anytime you play a team four times in one season, that's kind of what happens, right? You you figure each other out. What do you have planned 
at the stadium, though, because you guys do such a great job of building a huge venue atmosphere in a smaller stadium. What do you have planned for this exciting semifinal matchup? You know, it, it, it's the playoffs. Uh, you know, we, we, we don't have uh, post-game fireworks. We don't have another Rashid Nuhu bobblehead and some of the other things we've done. The focus is really on the sport. You know, that's, that's our, 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 our focus is, is the soccer and you're going to see the smoke. You're going to see the music. You're going to see the chanting. Parliament and uh, our other supporter groups will be there. So, you know, c- come. Uh, whether you come early or not, I'll let, you, I'll, I'll let the fans decide if they're going to tailgate or not with the, with the weather we're going to have. But come and c- come loud. And you know that it's two hours. So you can commit to that two hours because we're going to need every single person that has supported this club or every single person who's a soccer fan that maybe has not tried Union Omaha soccer yet, come out tomorrow. There are there are tickets remaining, and 4.30 is first kick. And, you know, we get that one under our belt, then we know what's, what's for us at the end of uh, the next week would be hosting the finals at Warner Park as well. Marty, uh, you mentioned, you know, the the atmosphere. I finally made it out to my first Union Omaha game. Ironically enough, when the last time they played Charlotte and it was a four to one win, but that thing was neck and neck for a long time. And then the the goals late kind of came as an avalanche to create that margin there. Um, I guess just. How much fun has it been to watch, as you mentioned, this team kind of go through transition, kind of get their get their feet under them sort of in late July and then watch the wins pile up and and see not just the wins, but the wins come in a way that you sort of envisioned when you hired Dominic Cassiato to create a more exciting brand of football. And like I said, those those goals tend to come in bunches. They do, and, and, and I would say this. Uh, our general manager, Peter Marlette, uh, did an amazing job of, of, of putting a talented squad together. You know, a lot of the club core was already put together by the time we hired Coach Casciato in January, and then obviously Coach and Peter worked to, to fill out that roster uh, before camp started. But I, I, I'll offer a couple of things. One, you know, the support was always there for, for Coach Dom along, along the way. And I think someone who doesn't get enough credit is Rashid Duhu. You know, yes, uh, the goals allowed this year are up, but he was playing unbelievable soccer at the beginning of the year. And while none of us were happy with the amount of draws that, that we had, if you look at that, that's what kept us in it up until the time that we figured out the system offensively. And Duhu has had another amazing year, and he's the all-time League One record holder, uh, you know, uh, you know for, for clean sheets. So I think Rashid doesn't get enough credit because all we've talked about July is the offense. Mm-hmm. But Rashid's also had another great year. Uh, the, the other piece is this team's really unselfish. You know, we've had a few injuries. Noe was out for a while, and, you know, we've had some others. And then we obviously, unfortunately, lost Connor Doyle for the year. Uh, toward the end of the year, our, our, one of our team captains, uh, and has been with us for three seasons. It's the unselfish nature of the team. Uh, you know, we don't talk a lot about individuals, and, and you know, Coach Dom has really, really uh, been able to get everyone to buy into the team uh, approach, and that's what when we announced back on May 1st of 19 that we were bringing the franchise in. We wanted this uh, to be something for the community. We wanted the team to truly be a team and not just individuals, and then obviously since then we have 
uh, we've coined the phrase one means all, which is our club motto. And, and, and that is true, not only in the community, this, this being a club for all different types of, of fans and, 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 and community goers, but also one means all in the team sense on the field. And, you know, we, we, we look to see that continue tomorrow at 430 at Warner Park. All right, Marty, before we let you go, we got about 30 seconds here. Let the people know how can they get tickets, how can they uh, be a part of what's going on tomorrow. UnionOmaha.com is your easiest way, UnionOmaha.com. And if you haven't been and you have questions, 402-738-5100. That number again, 402-738-5100. And gates open uh, tomorrow at 3.30. Come on out. Come loud. If you don't have any union gear, we've got a lot of good cold weather gear. So we're ready for you. We'll see you tomorrow at Warner Park. Appreciate you guys supporting local sports. Of course, that's Marty Cordero, president of Union Omaha. They play in the semifinals of the USL League One playoffs tomorrow afternoon at 4.30. Marty, we appreciate you as always, buddy. All right, take care, guys. Have a tremendous weekend. You too, man. Thanks. All right, coming up next, we've got more for that Sports Radio coming up on AM590 at ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities.